sacred rituals, and a cosmic community to enchant your mystical life. This podcast feels like soulful conversations by the fire and under the desert stars, as if you are hanging with your best friends, talking about purpose, the cosmos, and the divine journey we are all on. My name is Anna Alic, and this is the Topanga Moon Podcast. tribe. Welcome back to the podcast. So we are in September. Welcome to the September season, Virgo season. It really feels like a time of groundedness and that there's this like new paradigm shift happening right now. I feel really called to just own my work and step into this new um, paradigm and step into the light and really go for exactly what I want to, want to be working on and creating and doing and not being afraid of that. Um, and I think a lot of that there, there is always, I mean, fear that comes with it, but right now in this season, this fresh newness, it feels like it feels just divine and and part of the path. So I'm super excited. And maybe it has to do with doing a lot of kundalini (laughs) recently. So I've been doing some kundalini yoga and truly I go into these classes and I can feel all of these like fears coming up, but I recognizing that's a way to like move it all through. And it's funny because a lot of mediums or psychics that I've gone to in the past have always said to me like why aren't you doing kundalini yoga like go do kundalini yoga and I just never really listened so maybe maybe I embraced it now because it's really a time of me stepping in and and stepping up to what I feel like I'm supposed to be doing at this at this point in my life and it's exciting and there's so many projects and this season I mean I've been in the acting world for many years. So this season right now, it's the beginning of September, it's TIFF. And you like usually I'll try to plan something out for it, but this time I really was just like open to whatever came through. And I've been working on this really cool styling project with an actress friend of mine and getting her all ready for all of the different TIFF events. Um, and I'm going to be going to an event this week as well, which is really exciting. So yeah, just, um, busy time, but so many beautiful things are coming in. And I think it's because I'm just giving that space to let it all come in, which is just so, it's just been so fun to see how that's all, all going. And I'm even going, I'm traveling to California again, (laughs) so funny. All of my travels have just been, you know, coming to me and I'm not really planning it, but yeah, I'm going to be, actually, I'm going to be flying to Memphis and then flying to California and staying in California, um, at my sister's place for two weeks, taking care of her house and 
that's going to be really amazing because I'm going to go back to Joshua Tree. So I'll be recording from there, which is truly my dream starting this podcast is the idea of me recording in the desert. So definitely uh, watch out for that. That's going to be the end of September. I'm also planning a retreat right now. It's still in the planning phases, but I'm so excited about it. And as soon as I have all the details laid out that I'm going to be announcing it, but watch out for that. It's coming up this fall season. It's going to be a really special one. I'm so, so excited about that. And also, um, a couple other notes. Uh, my friends are hosting a moon goddess circle this month. So if you are feeling called to join in community with women and really tap into the goddess energy, they have three events going on and it's my friend Elise. She was on the podcast, the first episode. So Elise Johnston and uh, my friend Taylor and they're joining up to host this moon goddess circles. Uh, The first one's happening this Saturday, September 7th, and then it's going to be the next two Saturdays. After that, I will, uh, I'll link in all the um, information for that, but you can find it on Elise's website. And it's going to be a really, really powerful circle to integrate all your shadows, to really work through this goddess energy, to up-level in community and be supported. And I mean, just going on a, on a trip with Elise, I know her like divine, amazing, beautiful, beautiful, like powers in this space. So if you are feeling called or if you can go to that, um, please go. I can't cause I'll be traveling, but I, I'm going to be there in spirit and I know it's going to be an amazing event. So I'll link all that for you. And I have a moon party coming up. So on September 12th, I'm going to be doing a moon party for the full moon in Pisces. And it's the harvest moon, which is probably my favorite moon of the whole year. Because, I mean, harvest moon, Neil Young. That's my that's my favorite song. And that's my... It's just so representative of Topanga Moon. So the... A full moon party is going to be happening at the Dufferin Grove Market. I have all the information on my website and you can sign up there. We're going to be doing our last uh, moon circle outside in nature. And it's going to be right after the market so you can get some snacks and come join this beautiful picnic. It's going to be a very bohemian, beautiful, amazing picnic in the park. Uh, bring your blankets because you never know Toronto weather, you know? But yeah, so if you're interested in going to that, all the information is on my website. So now let's let's get into this incredible podcast episode with my new friend, Lisa O'Connor. She is a healing alchemist, and we're going to get into what that is and all of her gifts and her story and her journey. I was introduced to her by my friend Annetta and... Truly, once you listen to her voice and you just hear her, you're going to know how powerful and beautiful and incredible she is. Really, her mission is to help people heal. 
on all levels, in all ways. And she has such a amazing uh, business around it. Uh, she also has a podcast, the Glow Deep Podcast, which is oh, so good. You go listen to her podcast. She has so many incredible interviews and also solo episodes where she just talks about these beautiful cosmic lessons. So go check that out. I'm so excited for this conversation. It it was really just, I feel like it was just meant to be. We kind of uh, defied some odds by getting this episode out and you're all here. Why? But it's, um, it's a really special one. We talk about um, all kinds of beautiful things surrounding the idea of healing and the cosmos, um, just so many beautiful, beautiful truths that we align with and believe in. So check out this episode. I'm, I'm just so excited about it. I think we just really, um, we really connect and you're going to hear, uh, so many beautiful lessons from Lisa. So it is a long one, but it's, it's really amazing. So I, I really hope you listen to the whole episode because there's so many, so many, oh, so many beautiful nuggets in there. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Um, if you feel inclined, rate and review. We are on iTunes and on Spotify. I'm going to get them on, I'm going to get the podcast on other podcast platforms as I continue this journey. But for now, iTunes and Spotify, uh, share with your friends if you really love this message. It really means everything to me, and it's so fun to see that. So um, I hope you enjoy this episode with me and Lisa O'Connor from Life by Lise. All right, so welcome back to the Topanga Moon podcast. I am here with Lisa O'Connor, and she is a healing alchemist, oh, which yay. I love. I love that title. I know that there's so many other things that you do and offer, but when I read that um, specific description, I was just like, yes, like I feel that, like it resonates. There's something about even the word alchemy. Mm -hmm that holds a vibration, yeah. you know, yeah. and, um, it's such a funny story. So the reason why <laughs> I found out about you in the first place is through my friend Anetta. And I've been talking to her about my podcast and she was on the podcast, uh, recently. And, uh, she just kept on saying like, you need to get Lisa on, you need to get Lisa on. She's been like a follower of yours and a fan and like, just really loves everything that you're about. And I thought she was talking about somebody else, like a different, Lisa and I just was like because this other person wasn't kind of like in the space of the things that I do on the podcast not that they're not like not amazing as well and could come on here yeah. just not online and I was just like okay yeah sure like you know what I mean yeah, yeah. Then, <laughs> one day yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we were um up in my cottage and sh I was just like yeah I really want like, I feel like I need somebody, like, really tapped in, like, really spiritual, like, really on this trajectory that I love talking about, those kinds of topics. And she's like, you need to get Lisa on. And I'm like, who is this person? Like, who are you talking about? And then I went to your profile. I was like, oh, my gosh. We were talking about a completely different person the whole time. Yeah. And then I was just like, instantly, I'm like, yes. Like, I, I want her 
on the podcast. <laughs> so I'm just so happy and grateful that you're here. And also the fact that I know that you're going through some <laughs> health things right now. And we have the air show. And I think in a way that is like a huge theme for our, our episode because I think it's really about embracing what is. Mm-hmm. Like embracing mm-hmm. this moment and just mm-hmm. going for it anyways and just like using what you have. So I want to hear um, more about your journey, but like, let's get into like the things that you've been going through in the recent kind of weeks, because I think it's such a like beautiful like theme that we can get into. Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you so much for (laughs) having me. Um, Yeah. I mean, like we were just talking that, well, first I'll just say in terms of like what has been kind of like going on these past few weeks that... I, yeah, just started. So I had dental, well, dental work in and of itself Mm -hmm. is something that's been always kind of like a love-hate relationship for me. And Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people. And there was this one point, I think it was in 2010, 2011, and it actually coincided with what we'll probably kind of dig into a little bit because it was before I was diagnosed and I say in quotes diagnosed with Lyme disease that I had a lot of this like dental stuff started to just creep up oh so interesting yeah yeah it was really like and intuitively intuitively as well I had mercury fillings so I still had a lot of mercury fillings because back in the day that's how they they rolled you know and that's that's my mouth was full of mercury right so It was, like, that, so I had to get those, like, excavated and, like, you know, just that whole whole process, and then in that process, they saw that, you know, I just, I needed two root canals, and in that, wow. yeah, in that process, that was, like, I had a pretty traumatic experience with the one root canal, and it's crazy because it's actually the tooth that has been acting up now, but I came up out of freezing while they were doing the root canal and it was like I oh it was yeah it was gosh. I was like I screamed I was like I'm not, like it was like you know you're just so vulnerable when your mouth yeah. is open and yeah. it's like literally all of these things are going on totally. and and yeah so I had that that was all cleared did that yeah. I was so traumatized I didn't go to the dentist for five years after that like I, it was crazy yeah. it was so crazy I would be traumatized too yeah because it's like you're waking up in this extreme situation and pain and then that kind of visual memory gets like stuck in your psyche and then you're just like of course you don't want to like go back and yeah okay well and it was and it and and it's you know kind of it's very and I know a lot of people with you know, trauma and that Mm -hmm. and it having more power over them. And I can definitely say that that situation and with that, it did have more power over me, right? So, and we'll get into that because I think it's so important to, in any healing journey, to recognize the power of the mind, Mm -hmm. the body, and the soul. And kind of coming full circle back to what's been going now, I had that one tooth start to act up. And I think it's actually been acting up for a lot longer mm-hmm. because then I think there was a hidden ear infection in it and it's like all connected. And wow. then, but that being said, even going with the mind, I have 
worked and continue to work on healing the mind and to healing that kind of deeper, deeper, I guess, healing with the whole, again, mind, body, soul, because we can't look at anything as a singular entity, right? So So if we look at the body, we're not just looking at the body. And Mm -hmm. the body actually is, and this is sometimes hard for us to wrap our head around, that the body is the sub conscious mind so the body doesn't know it's a body and the body doesn't know that you know even when we talk about pain the body doesn't experience pain that comes from our consciousness right right so Mm -hmm. again that's a little bit you'll probably need to ruminate on that a little bit because I I know (laughs) it's something that even like with my clients or even I'm continually having to like you know, dig deeper into that and mm-hmm. to to find ways to even describe it or, yeah, alchemize it and to see that people aren't their pain or they mm. aren't their diagnoses or they aren't their condition or they aren't their symptom, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So even kind of coming into with, like, tooth infection and having – and I'm having to go to back to kind of assess root canal situation and – all of that, um, really coming into, okay, so when these things present themselves, right, if anything presents, presents themselves in terms of, like, body, this presents very physically, right? There's yeah. pain, there's sensation, there's discomfort, there's being uncomfortable. How can you, or in me, in this situation, how do mm-hmm. I harness, A, what I believe in, right, the body innately mm-hmm. heals, and V, how do I put into practice, right, what I so believe, yeah. right? And even so me true. saying, like, oh, you know, I have this or this, I can't come, or it's not, it's it's how can yeah. I overcome myself to say so that true. while, you know, there might be discomfort or pain or that, how can I rise above it, right? Mm. And how can I mentally get to a place where it's like I'm – I'm not my pain, I'm not this, right? So that's when you have to put yourself in a situation where you have to overcome and continue to overcome yourself. And there's a lot there, that. but <laughs> that was kind I of... I love that. And I love that you use that even today because you were like, no, I'm, I still want to come. And for me, I was just like, I think it always goes down to like internally, how do you feel? Like, are you using this pain as a story or... Yeah. Are you going to, like, are you really listening to your intuition? Is this something that you truly, like, want to show up for or want to do? And, like, can you push past that then, that, like, idea of a pain to then go and show up for your life, to go and experience something? Because maybe that there's something that, you know, you feel connected to or drawn to going to do a certain thing. And I think that's so amazing that you're like no I'm coming and I'm like all right let's do this air show tooth infection no we're doing this (laughs) um but when you were talking about um these things that you're going through recently I I heard something on a different podcast and it really like kind of like was like a ping right now um but it's this idea that when you're expanding yourself consciously it's almost like sometimes you get sicknesses because your body is catching up to elevating to that other level. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 
Like, so I feel like because you are working with so many clients and like you're expanding on such a rapid rate over the past year, I'm, yeah. I'm assuming, I mean, yeah. I just met you, but this yeah. is what I'm <laughs> no, picking up on. Picks up. Yeah. yeah, that like yeah. your body's almost like trying to catch up to all of the um, extreme expansion. And I also think that we're going through a huge expansion time right now, like universally. So I want to hear what you think about all of that before. And then I want to get into your story because I know your story is so beautiful. So a thousand percent, a thousand percent. And I think that's why even part of my work in terms of messaging or or trying to get people to either see, experience, or to ignite a flame in them, right? Because it's very, on a baseline foundation, it's like humans don't like change. We don't like to be uncomfortable, right? So it's like in that we are, we're we're primed to be creatures of habit. We're primed, we have like a two million year old brain to, Mm -hmm. it's like, we're primed to be in the state of like, how can I get my bubble as comfy and as secure and as, I guess, put together? Because also that's what we've been programmed, right? So society has said like, you know, if you're not doing X, Y, and Z, right? So if you don't have these comforts, if you don't have a pension, if you don't have a secure job, mm. if you don't have oh, X, Y, and Z, if you're not, if you aren't on salary and you don't have X amount of benefits and get like yada yada, we can get into a million things there, right? So yeah. if we're not in that picture, then it's like, what or who are we? So mm. we've been built in the society not by just chance they've obviously designed it so it's all about this is a we could talk about this forever but it's all about the whole like how can we get people to stay as small as possible Mm, to control to control Mm -hmm. right how can we get people to to numb down to to bring themselves to a lower level because if they're if people or you know if we are at a lower state of frequency vibration, health, everything, right? If we Mm -hmm. create this, and that's why, you know, things exist, like big pharma and, you know, GMOs, it all exists for a greater kind of, like, how can we de-elevate, right? How can Mm -hmm. we bring that down? So we live in this system that, yeah, we've all kind of been at this, lowered state and when we do come to our own and then the thing is no one can awaken us when you do come to our own personal Mm. awakening along with this like you mentioned this greater collective um awakening of consciousness but i also i fully believe i mean even already coming into 2020 i already feel it i'm like it's like it's intense it's it's charged And in saying that, a thousand percent, like what, and I've shared this on my podcast before, like last May, it was a very kind of like, I had a a bunch of old stuff resurface, Mm -hmm. but it was also connected to um, Mother's uh, Mother's Day weekend, and I lost my mom 17 years ago. So there were so many things Mm -hmm. and traumas and fears that were, were in that. And as that started to unravel, so did mind, body, and soul. But mm-hmm. in that unraveling, like you mentioned, that it's 
it's only calling forth, right? Yes. My highest self, my higher purpose. And and sometimes we have to, to be cleared, right, mm-hmm. of these old things and of these old patterns because so even what I believe and I've been telling my clients, it's like I not I think, I feel and a deeper knowing is that we can't bring forth into 2020 and beyond all of these old patternings and beliefs and thoughts. And, you know, one of my biggest themes and even just in my own healing journey and process, two of the biggest ones have been fear and isolation, Mm. right? So Mm -hmm. if those have been two big themes and I've subconsciously have programmed my body and mind to that because our subconscious mind rules our life, right? 95% of how we are and act is is habitual Mm -hmm. and your body then becomes addicted to for I'll use you know me in this instance to isolation and to fear because that's known to me so it's comfortable so it's very easy to go back to those things even though consciously the other five percent of you is like that's crazy why would you be addicted to fear or why would somebody be addicted to pain or why would someone be addicted to like unhealthy relationships or staying small but what we don't know is that majority of that is like we're actually not even conscious of it so we have to become like conscious of what we're not conscious of right so that that is that I do believe that is our greater awakening and and coming into these next Mm -hmm. you know few months leading you know kind of ending 2019 and coming into 2020 Mm -hmm. that we are, we are being called for a greater, I mean, I can only speak to myself, so I'm not, I'm yeah. like, if you're not feeling it, also don't worry, like, it's yeah. not, like, it's, sometimes you also just have to know that's like, mm-hmm. happening, whether you believe it or not, right, yeah. so whether you believe in, like, your greatest, highest potential or not, you're still being guided and pushed toward yeah. that, and I believe that, and I just think as humans, we've been programmed to, like, resist it, because mm-hmm. it's, like, we resist the light more than we resist the darkness. Yeah. And that oh can gosh. be a scary place. Yeah. And there's like it. two things that came up for me when you were talking about that. And the first thing is about like um, our, our subconscious mind or wants to stay in the pain and wants to stay in that kind of story mm-hmm. because it makes us feel alive. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It makes us feel like, oh, we're human. We're feeling these things. But it's like, and also wants to protect us and wants to keep us like, you know, safer and all these kind of things. But when we're, when we're breaking out of that, that's when like we have the moments of being uncomfortable. We have the moments of like, oh, this doesn't feel the same as it did, but it's not supposed to because we're evolving. And then another thing, which I just also learned on a podcast, cause I'm a, I'm obsessed yeah, as, as you are. <laughs> uh, I was listening to the Mark Groves podcast uh-huh. actually on the drive home from the cottage with Anetta. Yeah. And both of us were like minds blown because he had this guest on and I forgot his name and I'll write it in like yeah. all the notes and stuff, but it was all about generational trauma mm-hmm. and that they're scientifically proving now that, um, trauma can be passed down mm-hmm. through the mm-hmm. genes mm-hmm. and it's not and it's like a third generation thing so it's like sometimes you have these stories or you have these blocks or these the illnesses come up but it actually is not even from you like it, you're playing out yeah. this uh, thing from another you know generation and I'm thinking about my stories my my grandmother 
um, who I never met, who I was, like, named after, and, like, everyone says I look like her, and I have all these, like, you know, similarities to her, and she died before I was born. She died when my dad was really young. Comes from a lot of trauma, like, her husband died, and then her son, or I don't even know, her child died. I don't know much about my family, because it's just, you know, um, kind of all lost in, you know, Croatia, but... Then she got together with my uh, my father's uh, father, so mm-hmm. from a second marriage. But there was so much death around her, and so much trauma. And I, my whole story, which I've been like working on, like so much, especially in the past year, is my fear of commitment and not being able to be in like a long term relationship. And when I heard that, I was like, Oh my gosh! Like. Yeah. I am like afraid of committing yeah. because of even something as crazy as this generational pattern that I don't even know anything about, which is wild. So that just like came yeah. to my mind. And yeah. That's, and I actually have a story of like just a connection with that too, yeah. because yeah, it's so powerful. Even with like speaking to my mom's, um, my mom's sister, she was really close to, and about, you know, asking these questions, because my mom passed away when I was, like, 18, right? So you don't have that adult parent relationship. So you don't, you know, you're a teenager, you don't, you take so many things for granted that it's just beyond. So I don't have a lot of these kind of, like, what was my mom really like when she was, like, young, right? Mm. And on how... And, and through kind of, you know, just having these conversations with my aunt, it just came up so many times that, you know, my mom kept everything inside, right? Wow. So she yeah. was this, like, on the outside, everything, right, looked, mm-hmm. not looked, but it was just like, you know, like my aunt was saying, like, she did always so well in school. She was, like, so smart. She was such an artist, all of these things. But inside, like, there were, there was these deep fears. And mm. she actually gave birth. I had a, I'm another brother. He passed away before I was alive. But, yeah. like, my brother now, he was alive. When to me, you know, and I can't remember. I think he had cystic fibrosis or that. or But he oh, passed yeah. away really young. My aunt said, my mom, it was almost just like she didn't show her pain. She didn't show, yeah, so she kept everything inside. And that, like, stays in the cells. And that, you know what? Like, my aunt and I always say, I'm really close with her, that, like, we do, and that we think it it was part of her manifestation Mm. of, you know, breast cancer. And Yeah, yeah, of that, because my grandmother also passed away of breast cancer. Wow, okay. So that's when I start to think, it's like, I don't believe in that genetic you know, component. Yes, okay, there's like, you know, the BRCA gene and you can yeah, you can yeah, go yeah. into into totally that, but like less than three percent of, you know, disease is genetic, right? Totally. Yeah. That we can there's the epigenetics and all of that yeah, and yeah. but but how not coincidental did, you know, my grandmother and then my mother and then my grandfather too. So my mom's father yeah. was a worry wart to the max. Oh. Worry wart. Yeah. He thought he was convinced that he was going to die before my, it was actually like my uncle. So my mom, yeah. it's my mom um, and then my aunt and my uncle, the three of them siblings, before 
his wedding. So he like had yeah these so crazy he's die before his wedding like these crazy fears what? like yeah like honestly these crazy just and do you know what what was stuck in me that like I was a hypochondriac for six years before wow. my quote Lyme diagnosis. So yeah. how how not also coincidental that like he was constantly worrying, mm -hmm. constantly living a lot of fear. Same with my mom, right? And what do you do when you keep all that in? It's like you tend to isolate because mm -hmm. it's like you just have so much that it's really hard for you to like be in the world a lot yeah. of the times. Yeah. So, so I just had to share because wild. I do, I believe yeah, yeah, yeah. in that generational yeah. thing because sometimes like people are like, I'm feeling X, Y, and Z or I was diagnosed with this, but it doesn't feel like it's mine. Mm. Yeah. 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 And because it's not. It's yeah. it's actually such a freeing thing yeah. to feel like yeah. because you're like, okay, like there is like a, it's part of me now, but like it can end with me, you know, like it doesn't have to continue on, which is like such a empowering thing yeah. to feel, you know? So I do want to get into yeah. your story now and, you know, if you want to share about the Lyme disease mm -hmm. and the whole healing journey mm -hmm. and how that kind of brought you to this like place of this healing alchemy, yeah. which I love. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to keep saying it. Well, thank you. That's actually yeah. so that has been, that was a, actually, that was kind of a download, I would even say, like, just yeah. three weeks ago. Oh, wow. That, yeah, that I just was, three like, weeks three weeks ago, because for so long, yeah, I was like, oscillating between, because, so I studied, so I studied holistic nutrition, became, you know, certified holistic nutritionist, Yeah. but to me, it never felt it just never felt like me. So I know that mm. sounds kind of like a little crazy. And while I still believe in like food is still super foundational yeah. for me, for those around me, for clients like that, I think, you know, it, it's just, it, yeah, we have to nourish ourselves, right? And part of that is food. So it is a part of the equation. It's We are body, mind, soul. So you still have to look after the densest of energies, right? And that's yeah. how I look at it. The body's very dense, mm -hmm. so we still have to look after it, right? And feed it and nourish it. But yeah, for so long, and then I had all of these shadows about saying like, I'm a healer, but deep down I was like, it's just, yeah, so much more. So as I started to, you know, and I'll share a little bit of um, backstory kind of, as I started to deeper heal or these things started to come up, I did start to know my own like intuitive gifts or, mm -hmm. you know, things started to come up, but that, how do you claim that? Like I am, you know, and I also don't, I'll also kind of like say that I also don't believe in like labels. So that was also hard to me. So I'm like, yeah. I don't believe in labels, but then I don't, can't wrap my head around being totally. a healer. Who am I? And, and, and what kind of, yeah, what, I guess, voice or picture do I want people to embody, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. So yeah. it's just kind of, that's been a part of even this just past year of my journey that like, how does that, how does it look? How does it feel? What comes up for me? So I honestly, like in the past year, my Instagram bio has probably changed like 20 times. It's like, <laughs> healer intuitive intuitive healing deep healer like I'm yeah. literally like yeah. oscillated and gone and that and then so much of my work is like 
body, mind, and soul. So yeah. if you think of that, well, to me, that's like healing alchemy. Like that's mm-hmm. just, that's everything. Yeah. So that literally was just like, yeah, that's just, that's what I do. And while that might not be like super definitive or grounding or very like, you know, straight to the point, like holistic nutritionists, right? I think that's very people know, but when it starts to get into this a little bit more, yeah, very, I guess the word just coming to me, Vada, very airy, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But I think for me that actually just is good because the people can say, well, this is what it means to me. This is how Mm -hmm. I'm going to like, you know, alchemize my own healing. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, no one heals the same, right? We all heal ourselves, but that, how it plays out, it doesn't look like anyone else's, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So that, yeah, you're actually the first person to even like say it or to like, for me to even like hear it reflected back to me and for me to like take that in, but also embody it and be like, yeah, Yeah. that actually is what I do and start to own that is also Mm -hmm. part of my story. Totally. It's It's so interesting because it's like, we kind of need to have those labels to have people understand, you know, even when I try to describe what I do sometime, like I host moon ritual parties and people are like, what is that? But, uh, you know, you have to give, and there's so many other things and so many other facets to who you are and to what you do and what you offer. But it's almost like people need some kind of, uh, and I really believe, words hold vibration you know so it's something like using the word alchemy which then just can describe you in a way that draws the right people to you the right people that like need that you know particular healing and I think it's such a beautiful thing and it does seem like it's opened up and once again just this intuitive thing but like it's opened up a different world for you do you know what I mean of even just like owning that that's what you do because of course you have the holistic nutrition part and people you know obviously know you for that or they get to know you for that but then there's this other part and that's the part that like drew to me because Mm -hmm. that's the part that I resonate with Mm -hmm. you know and then someone's going to resonate with something else but I just like love that you use that thank (laughs) you thank you and thank you for being yeah, it's reflecting that back to me because, again, I do believe every every experience, every meeting, right, is 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 meant to grow us or for us to learn, mm-hmm. for us to step into, you know, our higher higher self or yeah. you know our greater potential, and that's you know, which I'm sure you believe too, is everything is like a lesson, everything mm-hmm. is like a it's teaching us mm-hmm. and it's for us to see that that's the case and not to fall into the victimization of like, why, why, why is this happening or taking it on and really, um, it's so crazy. Even going back to that kind of, this thing just popped into my head of yeah. like a lot of people, it's like, why aren't people healing, right? So it's like, yeah. why don't people heal? Yeah. Why don't people heal? And it's really, it's it's one of those, I don't know if you know the quote, it's like one of my favorite quotes, and now that she's like just, Marion Williamson, now that she's like fully oh, out there and like with her. living obsessed her with life, her. me too, obsessed with I'm, her, so. I'm, 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 yeah, I love her to my core, and yeah. you know, she has one of my favorite quotes that, you know, we're not afraid of our light, we're afraid, or no, we're not afraid of our darkness, we're afraid of our light, and just like I was saying, that I truly believe that a lot of us don't heal 
because it's actually really scary to live your highest potential. That you just said that, right? Yeah, and it's amazing. Yeah, and that's why it's 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 so scary. And when we live and we oscillate in this state of like, you know, and I see it, I've seen it in myself, I've Mm -hmm. seen it, you know, in clients that it's it's a lot easier to say, you know, my pain's acting up or this, I can't go do that, right? Mm -hmm. So it's easier for me to stay at home. It's easier for me to stay in my comfortability. It's easy for me to stay in my little world because I then don't have to own, you know, who I am or what I want to do or growing myself or expanding myself or learning more X, Y, and Z, right? And and I'm kind of the queen of that because I did. I lived for so long and kind of, you know, going into part of my story and journey while at the same time not giving it like a lot of power because I do believe a lot in healing is actually unlearning Mm, and not living by your story so even though these things happened again I think it's really easy to fall into that's my story and and this you know like this this owns me and like and for so long I felt like part of my story it, it almost gave me clout or gave me this kind of you know well, right? If so I went through that, yeah. then, oh, people are going to see, oh, she's so resilient and she's X, Y, and Z. Or, or she's what? like an expert at it. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's, and, and again, all of this has just come up this past year that it's like, well, why do I have to be defined by, you know, pain or diagnoses or, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, in 2020, I, you know, I, I got the diagnoses of, you know, Lyme disease and, and leading up to that, it's like I had been kind of coming back to the whole hypochondriac. Well, I started to feel symptoms in 2006, and all of these things started to happen. Every system of my body, it was just like, I was like, well, what's going on? And then when everyone's saying, you're fine, or you're not fine, and it's a little bit of this or that, or this deficiency, or you're crazy, or you're anxious, or you're depressed, all of these things, and I, I just didn't take it in and I'm like no something's just off balance so Mm. when I did get diagnosed um with Lyme and again I say that in quotes because I I just believe any sort of illness or diagnosis or that is also a program right yeah so it's Mm -hmm. very easy to see that like okay so so here's Lyme L-Y-M-E Underneath it, there's like, yeah, the 100 symptoms, right? So it's like, if that's the case, then it's very easy to live by that, right? We embody it. We take it in. I am this. I have this. I'm defined by that. And the power of I am, which is so important. Yeah. Okay, go on. Beyond. No, 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 no. I I think it's so important to say this because just I – same. I believe that words are so powerful mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. what we say, not only externally, but what we say to ourselves mm-hmm. matters and we can't get around it. And we, I mean, we can no longer just, you know, not take ownership of our words or our thoughts. And while that might seem overwhelming, I think in the work, it's actually the most freeing thing, mm-hmm. you know, that you can do. And that's really been this kind of past year for me of this like kind of next stage and of the of this kind of deeper awakening that's that's getting me to be like Lisa wakey wakey right so 
that's what happens, right, on a very foundational level. Sometimes mm -hmm. when we aren't listening, old things will appear. Mm -hmm. The universe or divine or God likes to speak in physicality, right? So we will yeah. get symptoms or pains or things will start, start to arise because we that's we're survival beings. So if our survival is compromised, it's going to it, our attention's going to be awake, yeah. right? We're going to and unfortunately or fortunately again, I'm not going against, you know, western medicine. I do believe it has a place and, you know, but I think again, we've been so programmed to run to doctor instead of run into ourselves. Mm. Yeah. Right? And again, not saying that I want to be very clear, go see a doctor, do all your things that feel comfortable yeah. for you, but realize and I guess start to take these steps that like everything comes back to you, to mm -hmm. us. And I do believe that once we do start to own that light and yeah, work through if we do have unresolved trauma or that to work through, but to not let that story define us. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting, even now me saying, like I'm not even going into my full story, which I have done on the past and other podcasts or all this stuff, because it's like it doesn't, does it really matter? Right. right? Does it yeah. does it really matter that like I had all of these crazy symptoms and this and that and hair fell out and I got act like just wildness in terms of the physical body? Yeah. But it's like, what is focusing on that or drawing attention to that? Gonna do. Yeah. Right? Instead of just embracing like this is you right now. This is where you're at because it's almost also it's like. A crazy other aspect of it is like the past has already happened. Yeah. It like doesn't yeah. even yeah. exist anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Like each yeah. day yeah. is like a fully new moment and we love to stay in this past mentality. And it keeps us replaying these stories and doing the same things over and over and over again instead of actually evolving and as a species and what we're supposed to do on this planet is evolve you know it's like it's that every single day it's supposed to be different challenging we're supposed to have these things come into our lives I believe I believe we, we chose that you know before coming in because we wanted those experiences because we want to learn the fastest way to learn is when something like you know actually knocks you, yeah. knocks you yeah. to your core that's when you are like, oh, I was ignoring this part of my life. Oh, I was in a job that I hated and it took all of my energy. Oh, I was in a relationship that was not healthy for me. It's like those moments are, you know, it's so cheesy to say, but it's such blessings, you know? So it's like that story and, and whatever you went through does not define you. It's not, like, it's it's a fraction of like the whole entire person that you are, you know what I mean? Yeah. And the soul that you are and like what you came yeah. here, you know, to do. So I do want to, um, I do want to pivot a little bit. Yes, of course. Because <laughs> I have yeah. this, I was listening to a podcast episode of yours today um, and it, I don't know, it just like came to me and I think this is such a beautiful topic, but you were talking about manifesting your husband. Yeah. <laughs> And okay, so I I refer to a lot of funny things, but I'm going to refer to this really cheesy movie that I just watched recently 
and there's a point to it. It's called Isn't It Romantic? Okay. Super cheesy, but so, oh, I love cheesy so cute. Movie, yeah. Oh my god, and my favorite. Yeah, so too. there's this quote that like Liam Hemsworth says. <laughs> and uh i'm so curious to see your thoughts in it because i've been ruminating on it a lot i like a lot of things have been coming up this year and it's like really sinking into my soul this like new way of of approaching like love and relationships and and of all kinds could be friendships could be anything you know so it's um the buddhists say that if you meet someone and your heart pounds and your hands shake and your knees go weak that's not the one when you meet your soulmate you feel completely calm and like safe mm-hmm. so that's so I'm just so curious to hear yeah. your thoughts on like that whole aspect of it yeah. of like what it felt like in your body to, to meet your husband yeah. and um, the manifestation yeah. <laughs> that, you, that you did oh, I just like so love that story so I want to hear what you think about about that love and your yes. journey and everything. yeah love I think well first off like love is the high, highest healing frequency known to man you can you know I've heard podcasts where they ask these like straight and narrow hardcore scientists right that like yeah. study frequency that study energy and they come back by saying love when they're asked Mm. what is that what's the highest frequency and the thing is too this isn't even like I'm not just talking about romantic love Mm -hmm. this isn't lust love this isn't this is like true unconditional love Mm. love for ourselves love for others love for the environment love for everything like love for our journey everything Mm. love love is the highest frequency so even in saying like you know, sometimes even in saying either, you know, even for you, like, what do we do? I, I do believe we're holding the frequency of love, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And that in and of itself allows other people to, you know, feel it. And it, I do believe it, like, goes into a cellular nature mm-hmm. and body. Um, but speaking of, like, love in the romantic sense, because yeah. I do believe that that's also a massive uh, gift and journey on this planet that not everyone's meant to navigate if they don't want to, Mm -hmm. right? I think everything's a choice. So we can either choose, and I just believe we have to own whatever, right? Whatever it is that we choose. But for me, I've always been, like, romantic. I haven't always been in relationships. Mm -hmm. But so kind of in my journey, there was a span of – uh, not li- like literally not even like going on a date, kissing a boy, like wow. nothing for five years, five years. Wow. And it was the end of like my, uh, last relationship. I'm trying to think of what year it ended in, but I was in South Africa and oh it, yeah we something I moved in, yeah like we need to really South Africa. <laughs> short long story short okay I was a dancer my whole life graduated high what? school went to go work on a cruise ship yeah in South Africa well I went to go work on the cruise ship we sailed like eastern western Caribbean okay. so I did that okay. for a year Wild. and then yeah I met a guy and it was kind of near the end of my contract he worked on board and yeah, we dated two years long distance. And then he was, before we actually met, he got accepted into a specialization of neurosurgery. Whoa. <laughs> so crazy in South Africa. That's where he was from. Yeah. 
So it was kind of this, if we wanted to continue this relationship, I would have to be the one to move because mm -hmm. this um, specialization was five years, right? So it was like a big thing and it was his dream and it was all of that stuff. So me being like my 20-year-old just independent, adventurous self, I was like, I'll pick up everything and move. So I did. I moved to South Africa. Wild. So wild. But that's also where so many things started to come up, right? Yeah. That's when I started to not feel well. That is when I started to just feel really isolated, which I was. I was isolated. Yeah. I was, I didn't speak Afrikaans, the language. I was just so, like, my best friend was, like, my dog, and I'm not even exaggerating. Like, wow. I didn't have, like, I had no friends, no community, no connection, and it also no coincidence that a lot of stuff started to come up because I was in that state, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, long story short, relationship ended, and I, yeah, moved back and then, again, moved from South Africa and moved to New York, which was, like, also really crazy. I don't know even, like, how I did it. It was, like, it was a pretty trying time, but it was all, yeah, kind of meant to be, and I just kind of rolled with it. But, yeah, within that span of, like, meeting my now husband but like just meeting him as like a person and dating yeah, yeah. and like the end of the relationship it was five years of like nothing I'm not like not like I mean nothing no date no nothing wow. yeah it was such an intense healing time that yeah. I well we do we all have like we're energetic beings so I almost knew that like my field or my energy was already not as big as it needed to be mm. to heal. And when we do get in relationships, it's like it does take an energetic component, right? Yeah. Physically, mentally, mm. emotional. And I just knew I didn't have it within myself mm. to be in that state, right? Yeah. So it was like I was honoring the other person, but I was really honoring myself, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that's so important to... to yeah, to be in that I think it's it's not about like being single or that. I think it's just about honoring you mm -hmm. and yourself and your journey and getting because I believe and my husband and I have actually done a podcast interview together that we believe we come to a relationship like whole. Right? So it's not about this completion. I didn't come into a relationship expecting him to complete me or to be him to be the missing like puzzle piece of like, you know, whatever it was. Yeah. But but yeah, before I actually met him, I was back in Alberta and I'd moved back from New York and I was back in Alberta and I was kind of at this point of like, I needed, I knew I needed to move and I didn't know kind of where, but where I was in Alberta, Edmonton, it never felt like home ever, mm -hmm. ever, ever, ever. Like from when I was a little girl, it never felt like home. So I was like, okay, Vancouver, Toronto, that's, that's. You know, that's going to be one of the places. I've been to Vancouver. Actually, never been to Toronto before. Yeah. I moved, but I was like, Toronto's it. And that was in August of 2013. Did you just, like, f feel it? You were yeah. just like, I know, I have to go there? Yeah. It was, like, yeah. it was really super intuitive. Yeah. And at that same time, I felt this feeling in my heart that I was like, yeah, my heart's open. I'm ready for mm. a relationship. I just felt it. So... 
even prior, it's so funny looking back. I know manifestation now is this big thing, but this yeah. was like over six years ago that I like created a list. I literally had this like little ceremony Amazing. and I created this list that I so kid good. you not was like, it wasn't even, you know, like normal size moleskins, like the small ones. Yeah. This was like one of those, the big ones, like the big <laughs> Moleskins yes, uh, that you can literally, it's like a sketchbook. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wrote down four pages. Wow. Of like, universe, God, like I'm ready, my heart's open, and I just wrote and everything. And I, and I told myself, like, just don't hold back. Like, what people might think is, co- what people might think is coming from the ego or vanity that, like, mm-hmm. you know, I want him to, like, have dark hair or for me, yeah. you know, for him to drink green juice or for him to love animals, all of these things, right? Yeah. That I just like wrote down and then moved to Toronto in October. Mm-hmm. And then I met Jacob at the end of November. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like super powerful and kind of coming back to that quote because the one conversation that we first had, we were both sitting in this basement and it was actually kind of, he came to work. I was actually working at Lululemon because I'd worked there previously in high school and I was like, I'm coming to Toronto. I don't have a job. I really don't know what I'm doing or what I'm just doing in life. And yeah, he came on a seasonal. He was um, still going to school at Ryerson and yeah. came on seasonal just to work like the holiday season. And we had this conversation the first time like we ever, I saw him once and then we had this conversation and we just kind of both spoke for 30 minutes and then kind of just, it was really weird. Both asked each other like, well, like, what do you kind of like, what do, what do you want to do like in this life or like what's kind of like your thing and he was just like I want to make the world a better place and I was like me too and it wasn't that yeah it wasn't that like oh I feel like you know head over heels or I see him because like like, even on the physical sense yeah absolutely I saw him I'm like oh my gosh like I like he was a babe and like beyond anything like even on my list I was like who are you? Yeah. But it was that moment of like him just saying like, I want to make the world a better place. And in my heart, everything has always come back to that place. It's like, I I feel like a big part of my purpose is to just help. Right. And it's come in different manifestations, but that is, yeah, such a big part of my soul. And it's such a massive part of his soul. And I think it's like, in that soul component, mm. that is where we felt that peace and that yeah. calm of just being like, okay, same page. Yeah. Like, this just is what it is. And everything now, even in our current life, it always comes back to that. Always comes back to that. It's like you have a joint mission. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I really believe that, like, two souls sometimes come together because, like you said, like, not everyone's going to have that that journey or a story. Not everyone's supposed to end up with somebody. You know what I mean? Or they're supposed to have multiple. Pre- There's so many variations, and I think it's a disservice to all of our lives to say it has to look a certain way. And we're not. You know what I mean? To feel like I am not enough because I'm not with partner or any of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Because our purpose is, and our you know our missions here 
is so much greater than that, but there is this beautiful dance that you can do when you do connect with a another soul that you're like, wow, like our partnership now expands our mission on such a higher level, on such a higher frequency. And that really feels like to me what you found within like your partner, which is such a like beautiful like gift. You're like, wow, now we yes. can do this together. We can have our yeah. our missions together. It is a gift. And I and I want to yeah, I want I want to acknowledge that and I want to yeah. say but at the same time I do believe that we can all cultivate these relationships, right? And and I did and, and even just because I have no problem like speaking about age or anything like that. It's like I didn't meet him till I was twenty nine. Right? So I think it's just so important. I think and this is I guess just what I'm seeing in the younger younger generations yeah. that there's almost this rush or there's this mm -hmm. like, you know, trying to find someone and I always say, find yourself and in the finding of yourself, that person will it will come and I believe because of like the work that I had done and the work that I continue to do mm -hmm it really makes for, you know, that kind of finding of that soul, that partner, mm -hmm. but also the cultivation of an extremely healthy, just like relationship, partnership. And yeah, and I also want to, I, I want to say this and it's not to, not to like, no relationship's perfect, mm -hmm. but our, it is. It's been founded on such like respect and unconditional love that we like don't fight. Like there's yeah. no like there's such a deep and like respect for each other. Not only as like husband and wife or partners, but like for like a human soul that like yeah. I wouldn't go treating X, Y, and Z person on the street or just a mutual yeah. acquaintance. So why would I treat? you like that or why would why would it be you know any different so if I'm going to like practice the way that I navigate my life and that I believe kindness is medicine well I'm going to apply that same thing as relationship and I'm not going to I'm not because it's like I could like you know take things out on you or take you for granted or to like do all these things and it's a conscious choice to show yeah. up in a conscious way, right? In any any relationship, friendship, strangership, like whoever, yeah. Yeah. like it's it's really it's soulship. It's like we are on this planet to like unify, mm -hmm. and the person that you're with the most is, I believe, is the person you have to unify the most, yeah. right? It's mm -hmm. this collective, like I guess, responsibility mm -hmm. because. Yeah, I mean, it's the only way we're going to make the world, like, a better place. It's cheesy yeah, as that sounds, but we have true. to look inside, right? Yeah. Look inside our own body, mind, and soul, but then, like, look who are the people closest to us. Yeah. And if we aren't navigating those relationships well or consciously, then let's look there first before we, like, either point fingers or go to external things to help validate us, mm -hmm. right? So, true. Yeah. so, and again, I'm not, yeah, I, I don't want to give the illusion that anything or any relationship's perfect, 
and we actually had a little bit of feedback, which was so interesting on the podcast oh, we really? did together. Yeah, we had this feedback, and it was so interesting. Even people, even like clients or people that yeah. they're like, Lisa, you actually, it just, everything seems like you guys are just so good and everything's so healthy. Like, I, I felt like you should have gone into maybe some, like, to help us see that, like, you know, you do have, like, your things or, like, things can be negative. That's I cool. know. It's so funny because that's it? our baseline. We think that things have to be yeah. bad or wrong or, like, problems, but they're actually, like, we yeah. can live this, like, super beautiful life that feels good like that is a possibility for us it, it's totally like our, our birthright do you know what I mean so it's like yeah. so funny that everyone wants to hear that because maybe on some level and not for everybody but like they're experiencing problems and they just want to be like but I you know I want to be like relate. you yeah. I want to be I want to relate to you but it's like but there there is this possibility that like we can change our our baseline of what it should be like because it can be beautiful and harmonious like it can be you know yeah and I I think exactly like you said I think we're programmed into that state of like look at reality tv look at look at social media look at all these things where it's like yeah it's and then we're also programmed into this like separation culture divorce culture and and that that you know or people saying like you know, marriage is hard, right? Even that I've heard that. Yeah. Being like, it's hard. You have to do this. You have to make all these sacrifices and yada, yada, yada. And the same thing comes like, even with like your health, healing's hard. You have to do this. You have to do all of these things. So then it's like, it becomes just like a different manifestation. And it, and yeah, I just want, I wanted to speak of that because I want people to see, or maybe if things aren't super, you know, aligned, that you can also make it better, that yes, you're not yes, defined yes. by your past and you're not defined, like we were saying, by, because if you're living in your past, you're living in a program, mm-hmm. right? And if you're living in a program, then you're constantly in the cycle and you're being defined by old feelings, old patterns, own emotions. Yeah. And other people's emotions. Like, you're probably, like, I always say, like, 50% of the life that you're living, if you're living in that program, is actually not even your life. So it's like you're living a life that's actually not even yours. And... You have, we have to start claiming that. We have to start getting yeah. it back. And this comes into just everything, by body, mind, soul, relationally, spiritually. Mm-hmm. Like we have to take our power back mm-hmm. and we have to like own it. We have to practice it because it's a practice. Like I'm not saying yeah, – and yeah. I also want to be very clear that, you know, speaking and, and yes, saying these things, mm-hmm. but oh my gosh, it also takes work. Like mm-hmm. I still work on – healing and growing and evolving every, every single day. day. It is not a easy breezy, you know, yes, I do think it can be simple and we can, we don't, it doesn't have to feel heavy. That's the thing. Yeah. I want, I want to make that distinction of having can, healing can feel light or it can feel heavy and that's where we choose to sit, yeah. right? So I just so want to be clear, but it also does take like a lot of work. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, there's like a million things that you said there where I was like, yes, yes, uh-huh, yeah. I think that also speaks into changing into this new paradigm yes. shift that we're yes. going yeah. in this whole collective universe, you know? More people are waking up, like there are more light workers in the yeah. world. Like I feel like there – and like there needs to be even more. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yes. Like there's – 
so many of our problems on on this planet are being illuminated right now and there's also this idea that like oh so many people are in that field maybe it's too much or whatever and I don't believe that I think it's like if you feel called to something you need to show up you need to present your light because we need so much more of that we need a continuation of that and like that's the whole idea of like filling your cup up first and really loving yourself fully so that you can radiate that to other people you know you inspire by by being um and I do want to ask you about your um intuitive practices because I feel like I know that you're a Scorpio. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. So I'm okay. Scorpio midheaven too. Oh, my gosh. So you are, I'm like, tapped in. Like, you're really tapped in. Because, like, I feel like that sign of, you know, is a very powerful, mm-hmm. you know, spiritual sign mm-hmm. and, and psychic sign. So I want to hear about your um, – how you get into your intuition. How do you believe and trust your own intuition? And if you have guides that you communicate with or – um, anybody in like the spiritual yeah. realm that you kind of connect to that kind of are your, you know, your people, people. <laughs> your people are my that. people. I know that are, oh, so yeah. Good. So I think uh, coming and the funny thing is about being like a Scorpio, yeah. I actually used to not embrace it because I'm like, I'm not a Scorpio. I don't oh. have a stinger. Like yeah, I'm yeah, not, yeah. I'm, saw I'm, the yeah, yeah. I saw the negative. I'm like, I'm not. You know, I'm not like that and I'm not all of the, yeah, the negative, I don't even want to say negative yeah, signs, yeah. Of, you know, but as I started to like grow, evolve, you know, and just kind of that natural progression, I was like, I am so Scorpio that it's not, I used to wonder why, like, and I used to feel bad and guilty and shameful for being yeah. so deep. I'm like, why am I so deep? Like I can't just have like a even like, like if I go to a coffee shop, I can't have a normal conversation. Oh I'm my God, like that's so me too. It's like yes. let's get into the real stuff right like, away. Like let's get in. Someone mentions something and then it's just I and and I care so deeply and I used to feel kind of like that was a weakness of of caring so deeply mm. and you know when my when my husband and I first got when we first got together, I'm a misser. And I'd be like, I miss you. Or like he goes yeah. away for like a weekend to Ottawa. I'm like, I really miss you. And yeah. and it, and it's not in the like pining. We're both like highly independent. Like yeah. we lead, yeah, very independent lives. But that's just my nature. Like I'm, I'm deep. I'm like soulful. I feel deeply. And I do believe that is – has been such a gift in my work because talking about like the intuition or you know psychic downloads or the ability to feel and sense things differently and then you add in the whole like Scorpio midheaven which I was like literally designed to be like a detective and like to to go to those deeper parts of the psyche where people don't want to or people or they just don't see it in themselves. And I can, I just, I I pick it up and I don't know how I pick it up. And, and in my own kind of like intuitive, yeah, navigation. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people talk about, you know, the, like the clairvoyance, clairsentience, like all of those things. Yeah. And I don't know if I there's like one specific one. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's like a comp 
combination. Mm -hmm. I think it's like, it's a knowing, it's a sensing, it's a seeing, it's kind of, it's a... I guess to come back to that word, alchemy, like yeah. intuition. And I think we've also, again, been taught that like if it's not showing up for you in this way, then, oh, you just don't have it, right? Mm -hmm. Or like you yeah, don't have yeah. that gift. And I think a lot of people, even the clients that I see, they aren't aware, right? They aren't aware of their gifts because it's they've been – you know, program to say, well, if it doesn't show up like this, then it's like, well, then I don't have it. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think, yeah, for me personally, I think it's just an alchemy of how th things come through. But yeah. one of the most important things for me is I have to create space. Mm. If I don't, you know, meditate or if I don't have alone time or if I'm I'm naturally very introverted so if I don't which I have to also be careful of because I can be too introverted and I can yeah. go in and be like like you know in my own little shell right? which is so funny because I'm here with you and I'm like she's not introverted at oh, all <laughs> I like I'm like we're yeah yeah and that's been also one of one of my lessons and one mm. of the things that I've had to learn because Growing up, I was painfully shy. Mm -hmm. Like, I would hide behind my mom's leg. I couldn't order for myself. I couldn't do any. Like, I, I was painfully shy. Mm -hmm. um, but I guess more the introversion comes in of, like, and I'm sure you sense this or part of, I pick up a lot of energy, right? Mm -hmm. So I think in that sense, it's more energetically that being, being, in big crowds or being around a lot of people a lot of times mm -hmm. it's just very draining for me because that is it's a lot it's mm -hmm. a lot for me to take in mm -hmm. so by nature I think I'm just naturally yeah I, I have no problem being alone I have no mm -hmm. it's, it's not a scary place for me to be like I have yeah. to sit with myself I'm like welcome it I'm like yes okay like what is this and and I always say to people, even clients, like if you're not creating this space for healing, for downloads to come through, how are you gonna expect them? Like, yeah. how are you gonna expect like your guides or messages or these knowings to come through if yeah. you're just not like, mm -hmm. you know, creating that space? And coming back to the guides, um, I, I think I'm in that like process of like either finding my guides I know they're there I don't know them like by name or anything yeah, or yeah. intimately I do connect a lot with like uh nature so I know mm. like even butterflies are guides for me yes. and you know those kind of uh, more natural things mm -hmm. but when I am either you know speaking or I'm like asking you know for help for me it's a greater it's just like you know my mom's part of that mm -hmm. or just yeah angels right like kind of just calling forth um yeah that's great I love that you're talking about creating the space because I think a lot of people miss that part and that also comes into the part of healing, you know? I think that's, like, that's, like, the first step, you know? Like, it's, like, people who are going through this healing journey and they're, like, frustrated or, like, wanting to know. It's, like, first step before you even try all the things, you know, and go down your own, you know, path. I think it's, like, being committed to that 
to to the healing, acknowledging it, and then creating that space. Like you need space to heal. Like if you're overworked or if you're like, you know, doing all these things where you're really putting your body through a struggle, it's like how can it get back to its baseline? Like a body knows how to heal itself, you know? We know, like nature, and like you're saying, being connected to nature, like nature is so perfect in itself like it knows how to do everything and heal everything already it's like and we already know it's so crazy because we already know what we need to heal ourselves it's so it's like it'd be super super buried but it's about creating that space for that you know little idea to come in or the ping to be like or even just asking like creating the space to like okay I'm going to meditate and I'm going to ask you know however you connect to a divine power Mm -hmm. um and then the next moment you know something may show up where it's like somebody suggests like hey have you heard about this person you know maybe you should go check out their profile you know and it's like there are this I you know a healer in some way and then all of a sudden you're like oh and it's to not bypass those signals because the universe is always speaking to us like right now with the air show that was amazing (laughs) I think that too was like a a sign that we're getting and the same sense yeah I always I always say that even for like myself in if I need to or not I don't like the word need but want to work with a new practitioner or like I put it out there I'm like yeah. you, like I I just I, I because I've also been down the road of like searching and like Google was my best friend yeah, and just yeah, being yeah. Like, like oh I gotta try this I'm try yeah this. Try and then yeah. you add in like being just like super neurotic and hyper vigilant about mm-hmm. the body like it just adds a whole other thing but mm-hmm. yeah I've just asking and I've had times too where I ask it, I go into meditation and literally this actually happened, I think it was like a month ago or maybe even more so, I went into meditation and I was like, I'm feeling some guidance or just someone in this realm or this. My get an email from my husband who sent me an email of saying, my CEO, my boss told me about this woman and she said tell Lisa and then Jacob sent the email and I there was the first email that I saw when I came out of meditation so it's like what right and she could have sent that email two weeks ago or never or four weeks before right so it's like using that um and I think yeah I think part of it yes you can if you want to go about it consciously and if you want to you know do a little research or seek absolutely yeah. but open up that door and open up that space for it to also come to you yeah. because like, we forget to just ask yeah. like the universe wants yeah. to help us yeah. like we're being we're so loved I think we forget that like we're so loved we're so protective we have every single thing that we need to heal ourselves and like and sometimes we're not even supposed to heal whatever we're having we have at that moment until later on and we don't find out until that whole process kind of pans out like I was going through some health things this year and I found out when I did you know clear it all and heal it that I was like wow that was a gift because it changed directions for me and I was like wow and I was asking and I was praying you know I was like why am I not 
being healed of this thing yet, you know, that I've been trying so diligently. And the answer was, you're not supposed to yet. It's, you know, it's never um, a denial. It's like a delay and it's a delay for higher purpose. And it really, it's like, if you're on that path and you keep staying on that path and, and opening up to whatever it is that's Mm going to be coming to you, Mm -hmm. then you'll start to see those, Mm -hmm. those messages. Um, I do want to pivot again because I'm like, I want to talk about everything with you. (laughs) Um, Is there uh, certain parts of the world that you feel more connected to? Because like, I love travel so much. Um, Travel is like such a huge part of like Topanga Moon and the podcast. And um, there's just been this like theme of being in different places and also expanding your soul by being in different places. So I wonder if there's like a place in the world that maybe you haven't even been to or a place that you have been to that has like affected you the most? Mm-hmm. I have a couple answers for that. And one is most, uh, I guess coming out at me the most because, and it's not strange, but it's coming up. So we've been married now and it'll be September 22nd, married for a year. And we went on our honeymoon. So around this time in September, we went to um, France, but more specifically Paris. Oh, wow. And then Italy, Paris, Definitely, there's a soul component there. Wow. I felt, I yeah. When you said that. So there, there yeah, is. Yeah. It was so magical for me that I felt like, yeah, part of my soul was there. Like, just being there, like, the beauty of just the buildings, the energy, the, like, and the big thing, so... Even a, a big part, which I didn't mention in my own journey, is like I had a lot of, um, again, I'm choosing my words wisely. I don't want to say struggle, but there was a lot of imbalances with kind of, I guess, what we would more so call the like, I call them the accessory organs. So the skin, mm-hmm. the hair. Mm-hmm. I also gained a bunch of weight, like 30 pounds in like two months. So that wow. was, yeah, it was like insane. But yeah, I lost like over half my head of hair. I got cystic acne. It wow. was like, it that was a crazy part of my journey. So even now in my practice, like I'll still get people that will gravitate towards me for skin, skin healing, all of that because I've, I, you know, did have that journey and I did it naturally and took a long time. But so, and even part with my podcast, the whole beauty and mm. the topic of beauty is something I'm super passionate about because, mm. and this will relate back to the whole Paris thing, is that like our soul still, it's a soul, but it does still want to show up in a certain way. Mm. So I don't see anything as vanity or ego driven. So yeah. if someone's like, you know, Lisa, like I had the cellulite or... I'm self-conscious about my acne, whereas some people might be like, oh, it's so vain, right? Like, so vain to either want to, like, you know, get my body to, like, the specific, like, you know, shape or to lose weight or that. And again, there's a broad spectrum in that. Yeah. So I want to kind of be, yeah, it's it's very broad and there probably are some people coming at it with ego. Mm -hmm. But I think it's so important to show up the way that our soul wants to show up, mm-hmm. right? So I think in that and in the beauty, like for me, even going to Paris mm-hmm. to see that it's it's actually a thing. Like they just like, 
they're so natural. Like, they do not wear makeup. Like, it's just, it, it just really resonated with me on a deep level. And it's so, this is actually kind of really funny. But, like, before I went on the honeymoon, before I went, I really don't. Like, I, I'm, I'm actually not into makeup. Like, I don't really, like, wear it or... Yeah that but I was still wearing a little bit of like mascara and that seems like really silly but when I got back from like or after Paris and like they legit don't wear makeup I was like one more mascara and like so I, I like yeah. I think I've worn it like maybe once or twice like going to a wedding yeah. just to like yeah just bring out the eyelashes and again it's like nothing, you took on like an entity from there yeah and, and there's like, nothing wrong I believe in everyone like listen to your soul wear all the makeup do all the things mm-hmm. there's nothing again like I'm just sharing you know what's felt authentic to me totally. but I think in just seeing the vibration and the way that they express themselves you know body mind and soul it just really resonated with me wow. and yeah so there's that and then for some reason uh, like Australia I've always felt connected to mm. like that just the natural beauty, but also still, like, the city component and the lifestyle. So kind of Australia and New Zealand, like, that side of the world. Yeah. Um, so many places. I do. I have I, – I do have that, like, I guess, adventure soul that – especially, yeah, even, like, South Africa was, mm-hmm. like, insane, amazing, so beautiful – there's so many, yeah, there's so, so many. My husband and I, just, he's the same too. He has such an explorative, like, yeah. soul and part of him that, it, yeah, it's almost like, where do you want to go next? Yeah, and yeah. it's it's difficult because there's so, there's so many places, yeah. right? Amazing. Um, and in South Africa, was there, like, do you remember a moment or a feeling or something about, you know, the culture there and, like, the land that like really mm-hmm. spoke to you. Mm-hmm. South Africa is interesting because it's been built on so much, you know, mm-hmm. um, disparity, polarity, mm-hmm. divide, right? Everything with apartheid, and you know, even just Mandela and his energy, him being there, and just it, it's so interesting because it's it's. It's such a sacred, it is, it's, you could do, you, you feel the sacred nature mm-hmm. of it, Table Mountain, you know, the vastness of even just, you know, I did a lot of road tripping up, like, both coasts of South Africa, heading wow. into Namibia, so rafting cool. down the Orange River for four days, like, wow. literally just, like, like, sleeping outside, like, we would raft and, like, canoe for, like, parts of the day, and then... Wow. Didn't I know I look back then I'm like Lisa you were so fearless and yeah. then what reminds me now I'm like well that's always been you you've just been yeah. you know there's been conditioning and there's been you know little patches yeah. because yeah I'm coming back to that fear because fear yeah. has been a huge part of my story but I look love back you're rafting and sleeping outside oh yeah and, and like, they're like there's killer baboons yeah. they're like they yeah. legit was like yeah there's like baboons there's all of these things but in my mind I was like well that's okay like I'm fine right yeah it's so interesting but the like the beauty and grace of the naivety of going into a situation is sometimes like our greatest like strength you know 
hundred percent. And and I, I kind of want to tie that back into even just like health and healing because it's like I think and it's because it I did it for so long. Or if I have a client come to me and they've like researched everything mm. and they've they've like they actually don't have that you know yeah. naive or childlike brain. They're just like even if they aren't feeling a symptom, they're like, well, like this is part of this, right? So like I should be feeling it or that. But when you when you start to kind of like again know too much or to focus because the brain's automatically going to focus on the worst case scenario because it was built for survival. Yeah. It's naturally going yeah. to do it. it. It is a program that you actually have to override mm-hmm. because you are going to think of a worst case scenario and then you're going to start feeling something and where are you going to go? You're going to even think even worse. You're going to yeah, like, yeah. it's actually going to take you down like to the depths of the worst possible thing yeah. that you can happen and you focus on that and then stress hormones, you know, get released into your body and you actually think you're being safe because you're going in that survival. Well, if I know I'm safe. If you know. But we right? never know anything. That's the crazy part of it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think with that, even that, you know, with rafting down the mm-hmm. river, it's like you just didn't take it on, right? Mm-hmm. So you just didn't even – entertain it or where you put attention is where you're going to put your energy so it wasn't even you know that fact of like I wasn't even putting my attention there so energetically just nothing yeah showed up so true I love that so much okay we're gonna get into the the final um kind of moments of the of the podcast and something I like to call cosmic pings So I'll, I'll say like a sentence or a phrase and I want you to complete it with just like whatever that like ping initially that you like hear about it. Cause I always find that they're so interesting. I love these things. I can literally go back to like ever days. I know. Okay. So the moment I remember that awakened my soul was. Hmm. Wow. Ah, that's a good, yeah, that is a deep one, but I, I welcome all deepness. Hmm. I would actually say this past, uh, this past year, like truly, like, and I don't think there's been like one specific moment But to just kind of say or show that, like, I thought, and that's the thing, that's why I had so much wrestling, because I'm like, oh, well, I I thought I did that healing. Yeah. Right? And your nurse is like, well, you didn't go deep enough, right? So I had to be awakened in different different moments moments and in different capacities Mm -hmm. where I think I, like, I did so well looking after my body and the body component. Mm. And I would say this past year was the whole mind-soul. And that's where even, you know, my whole, every trajectory in terms of business, everything changed dramatically. Yeah. So it's, it's that yeah. same thing of looking back and being like, oh, okay, I get it. Yeah. So, yeah, I would, that seems broad, but I would just say like this, this, this year – that's amazing. Yeah. I think that's so that's so true. I can feel that, yeah. you know. Um 
I already asked this question, but um, I'll, I'll spin it. So the place in the world that you feel deeply connected to but haven't been to yet is? Hmm. You talked about mm-hmm. where you have been. Mm-hmm. But the first place that comes to mind. First place that comes to mind is New Zealand for some oh. reason. It's coming. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't know why. Cool. And then second I'll say, because it is a part of me really, really deeply, is Ukraine. Oh, wow. So I'm Ukrainian. Okay. Yeah. Part uh, – well, both both of my um, parents. But, yeah, going back to that, like – going not going back, but in a way going back. Like, yeah. I mean, going to, like, yeah. the motherland and – yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah, I'm fully Croatian, so Eastern Euro <laughs> represents. Yes. Same with another. Yeah. yeah. Um, if I could go back in time to another era, it would be. Hmm. Yeah. So there's there. I would say the first kind of, but just this is a little bit more surfacey because yeah. I've always had like an obsession with the eighties, like eighties cool. movies, eighties yeah, yeah. music. Um, but really, I, I, I wouldn't. I, I think wow. now the time that we're living in is actually so powerful and so potent. Mm-hmm. And I think it is like, yeah. I mean, because I could go, I could like, I go go. Oh, back to the fifties and experience yeah, that, yeah, or the twenties, yeah. the flappers, or back to like, I don't know, when the pyramids were born. Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. for some reason, it's just, yeah. Maybe because I'm also like doing so much work, and even the work that I do is so presently mm. focused yeah. that I. Yeah, I'm just going to leave it at that. Yeah. That's what's flowing through me, so I'm just going to, yeah. That's, like, the best answer yeah. that you could have given. No, it's so true. It's, like, you want to be here now. Yeah. Your soul yeah. really wants to, like, have yeah. this, and this is yeah. a crazy time. Yeah. It really is a crazy time. I love that answer so much. Um, the synchronicity that shows up the most that tells you that you're on your path is? Butterflies. I have never in my life this past summer seen so many butterflies. Me too. Yeah. It's to the point where I'm like scratching my head. Like they have been, I've had moments of like even being with a friend talking about something deep and a butterfly will literally just like appear. Wow. Like in its, like I've pet butterflies. Like they have, yes, I've like talked to them. They've been, like, following me. They've been, like, they've been staying still. Like, I've actually, like, petted. Oh, yeah. It's so that's coming to me most uh, notably. And, yeah, it's summer and there's butterflies. But I think for some reason, yeah. That's amazing. I think you need to do a whole podcast episode Mm -hmm. about the energy of butterflies. Yeah. Yeah, good idea. That yeah. would be amazing. Well, then they're all these signified transformation, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And whenever you look at what they symbolize or even, like, calling back, like, this was when, you know, this was actually when, you know, my mom had just passed away that I asked for a sign. And mm-hmm. even back then, it was like a butterfly. Mm-hmm. So, 
even just that, and I think we can all collectively have the same symbols, and it's no coincidence a lot of us, you're not, like, there's been yeah. many people that have been saying, too, that they've been seeing so many butterflies. Oh, yeah, I was in Croatia um, for a month, and my family's house is surrounded by uh, lavender fields, and butterflies, like, I felt like hundreds of butterflies every single day. Oh, my and I was just like, I get, I hear you, I hear you. Like, it was so beautiful. It was such a powerful, like, message. And I love that you just said that. Um, the, oh, your spirit animal. <laughs> what is your spirit animal? My spirit animal. Huh. So, I'll have two answer this, answers to this because okay. I had a shaman Okay. I had a, my spirit animal come to me, yeah. and it was a fox, Oof. and her name's actually Hannah. I love that. I know. <laughs> she was like, the name doesn't usually present itself, but like, it's a fox. Where did you see the shaman? Energetically through, no, I wasn't even, didn't go see one. It was wow. through, yeah. Wow. Yeah. It was, yeah, again, kind of sync synchronicity yeah. like it was just so I guess serendipitous was the right word but yeah. it yeah it was Amazing. it was it was it was very powerful and so that I'm still I'm still wrapping my head around that even just being one of my guides and spirit yeah. animals um so kind of still looking into fox medicine and and that and what that kind of like mm -hmm. you know means mm -hmm. to me so I'm still integrating that but if I were to just say like you know if you were to ask me this even just like a few months ago yeah. dogs oh, like awesome. yeah. beyond I see a dog and I actually see like an angel like, like to me they were put on this earth to show us and remind us like unconditional love and to like be happy and kind no matter what. And dogs yeah. are that. They yeah. be it, they they live it. They let things go easily. They don't even re like they actually don't even hold on to things. Yeah. So they're always reminding us that like man, just let it go. You leave for a minute, I come back and they're happy to see like mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, and I've also okay. been convincing my husband for the past, like, five years to get a dog, so we'll see. To yeah. be continued, I'm hoping, yeah. Yeah, that's a uh, high 2020 is the year. 2020 <laughs> is the year that you get your dog. Yeah. Um, and the final one, healing is. Hmm. This is yeah, a big one for me because I, I have so many... You know, I work so, many, so intimately yeah. with yeah. healing. I would just say healing is our birthright. Mm -hmm. Yes. Hands down, period, end of story. Like, yeah. case closed. Like, Amazing. you That's can refute it. it. Yeah, you can refute it. You can, you can rationalize it. You can yeah. do that. But, like, it, it's, it's, it's not that person or me it's all of us right it's not yeah. saying well that person d did that or got that healing it's 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 saying it is my birthright and if that is the case then it is up to me to own it to believe it and to do the work necessary whatever it is for your path it's different for everyone right yeah. no and that's part of you know even trying to explain my work is that no healing path is the same right but you do have to believe at a 
its core that you so can true. heal. If you don't yeah. believe it, like, I don't know. I, you know, I can't, I can't instill, no one can instill that belief. Yeah. So, yeah. It's so beautiful, but it is, it's the belief and it's our right and it's possible for everybody because everyone is meant to be here right now. Yeah. So yeah. good. Um, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This has been such a beautiful um, conversation. I can't wait for people to hear it. Um, for everyone that wants to know more about your work, where can they find you? Well, first of all, likewise, thank you so much for creating this space for creating your platform for you know putting your gifts and energy out into the world because I know it's not easy you know I know it's not easy to show up authentically and to to yeah to take that leap and to do what you're you know being called to do so I think it's so important to honor that um thank you yeah Yeah. honor that within you and to for others to be encouraged to, you know, to do the same. And I think mm-hmm. that's what, you know, what we're doing yeah. in, in, in our ways. So, yeah, so the best way really is, like, I Instagram where I hang out the most. And yeah. it's just, like, you know, my name is Life by Lise. And Lise is just L-E-E-S-E. So just Life, B-Y, Lise. And then just my website, lifebylise.com. And that is where, yeah, my the program on there and then I have two opportunities to work with me one's just like one session two hours and then the other one is like a eight-week immersion which yeah does what I do best go deep and it it it, again coming back to that it it intuitively and innately taps you back into your own innate healer Mm -hmm. right because I do think it's important to have the people and the team and the people guiding us and advising us or loving us or supporting Mm -hmm. us. But if that person's not reflecting back to you that like, you know, you do the healing and I just think it's so important. Yeah. Right. It's so important. So yeah, that's where. Yeah. Be your own healer. Amazing. Thank you so much. And thank you for listening to the Tatanga Moon podcast.